could even uh we could even take this to the to the message that I sent you regarding giving other people power over your emotions and your happiness in particular. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? What's your perspective on that? I don't give anyone power over my mood. I truly don't. I I used to give away my power and I don't need more. My life is really about love and, and celebration. Every day I'm celebrating my life and making myself responsible for my happiness. Um, yeah, I think every single person has an ability to feel perfect, whole and complete and have a fresh perspective that, you know, can make them be happy. You can take any situation, any breakup, friend breakup, and you can see that there, yes, it hurts. Yes, there's gonna be a negative side, but there's always something that you can learn from everything that happens to you. There's, there's always something good to come. Like we label events as good or bad, hard or easy, but it's really just happening. And it's life and one thing leads to another thing. One thing keeps going and going and it's just about like staying present and really you're the only person you have. My relationship with myself is gonna determine how my life turns out more so than any other relationship. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think um, in, in recent times from my experience, I found myself in a situation where I recognized that the person that I was talking to was making me a little bit too happy. And, and you know, you, I feel like once you observe that and you realize that it's taking away from the bigger picture, like the goal that I have, right? Like whatever personal goals I have. And it's really easy to get lost in that when you, when you have a goal and you're working hard and you're in a productive you're, you're in a productive cycle you kind of get taken out of it by an external force that is now becoming a major part of your life and a major source of your happiness and i definitely agree that the relationship you have with yourself is number one it's primary but um it's kind of still difficult to navigate through that luckily i found myself um or luckily the situation that I found myself in has become better and you know things are a little bit more clear now but when there's uncertainty it's really difficult and it's just unfortunately you just have to kind of do the do the hard work like you just have to sit down and do what you need to do instead of worrying about other people and worrying about um you know what that person thinking or where they are in, 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 in within the relationship so Absolutely. Yeah. It's really up to us to remain disciplined. Um, and it's disciplined. I feel like sometimes people like maybe have a negative relationship with the world word and maybe like discipline seems like a hard thing to be, but I think it's the most compassionate thing you can be for yourself and anyone you're in a relationship with, because if I'm disciplined enough to work towards my goals and make myself happy, um, I'm going to bring all that happiness to myself and to other people. And um, it, I think everybody has like a mission, a calling, whether they have figured it out yet or not. And if you're not living in your fullest power and you're not working towards that and you're not seeing progress, you're going to resent yourself and then you're going to resent your partner. Um, a lot of times I do relationship coaching and a lot of times like someone will say like, oh, I was more confident before this relationship or he distracts me. And um, that to me is a lack of self-awareness because um, 
you are responsible for staying disciplined and you can be disciplined in working towards your goals. You can be disciplined in your confidence and your self-love and all of that. Um, and again, setting boundaries and setting time for yourself is, is the most compassionate thing you can do for your partner. No, absolutely. And um, I think the self-awareness part is extremely important. Um, a lot of people, you know, and, and not knocking anyone's, um, anyone's intentions or, or hustle or whatever you want to call it. I don't like using that word, but um, people try different things, right? And they, they're always jumping from thing to thing. And I think it's the lack of self-awareness that keeps them on that path of uncertainty or not understanding what it is that they really want to do. I think it's, I think whoever finds what they actually want to do is really extremely lucky because I'm sure what you do is effortless to you. Obviously there's, you know, discipline involved and you have to put in the work to an extent, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can really like my situation. I find this very easy. I don't really put in that much effort and because it comes naturally and I just, you know, continue doing it. And a lot of people start doing something and then it gets difficult and they stop because they were never in love with it to begin with. Also that it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, I think like what I was talking about earlier, like in the past, I would stop life coaching when life got hard, even though it's what I love to do, I can do it with little sleep. Um, I can do it back to back to back, getting all these crazy stories. Um, and still it's life happens and it can be tough and anybody can lose sight of their goal and stop nourishing their gift, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I think at that point, it just comes down to how bad you really want to do it. Cause at the end of the day, you have to have some goal with this, right? There's some sort of an end goal that you have, like maybe you see yourself as the, the same thing on a larger scale, you know, impacting more lives, or maybe you see a transition into like a different career field or a variation of this. And I think that level of clarity is what pushes you through those hard times. But again, I've found myself in situations where maybe I didn't have clarity to the fullest extent and no one honestly truly has, but at least to an extent where it could help me or motivate me through hard times. So how do you sort of maneuver through that personally? Through in hard times? Of, no, in terms of gaining clarity um, about what it is that you're trying to do. Oh, oh, that's good. That's a good question. I would say like um, visualizing, but not just visualizing, but feeling whatever it is you're after feel it in your body as if it's already happened and come from a place of like, what's for me is waiting for me. What's for me is already mine. And it really just, it's time that's standing in between me and what I want. And if you can stay present to the feeling that you'll feel when you have it, then it'll be like more motivational for you. We all have a part of our brain called the reticular activation system. And it's like, there's an acronym for it called RAS, R-A-S. And so like the psychologist always jokes, like get your RAS in check <laughs> instead of ass, you know? And um, basically her point is that like, we need to visualize what it is that we want. And, and that helps us stay on the path. It, it, the reticular activation system is in our, like the part of our brain that's responsible for motivation. 
Um, so I know like some of us probably watching are like manifestors visualization, but maybe you didn't know about that, that it is a biological function as well. It's actually crazy. I, I never knew about that either. Um, so if you visualize, it gets activated mm -hmm. and then it actually contributes to your motivation. Yes. The part of your brain that's setting goals is the frontal lobe. The part of your brain that is motivates you to get up and do things that's going to be your limbic system in the middle um, and then for more basic needs like sex eating sleeping that's going to be the back part of your brain reptilian part of your brain so a lot of us like set goals like i want a healthier diet or um, i want to be in a healthy relationship or i want to stop entering toxic relationships and you, you think that and what you're hearing is your um, thoughts from the frontal part of your brain not realizing that that's not the part of your brain that's responsible for motivating you. Uh, that's why it's so hard to stick with goals because sometimes our bodies and our brains are wired to avoid fear, um, avoid pain. So if what you want requires pain, it's going to be really hard to make yourself do it. Exactly. And that's, um, that's kind of why people stop at, at a certain point doing certain things. But I do want to talk about the balance between manifestation and action. I think, because um, in my personal experience, I have a very small amount of experience with manifestation. Like I remember at one point I wrote down um, like 20 things that I wanted within the year that I was gonna work hard to buy or get. And um, at the end of the year, I had all of them, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two, but um, that's as far as my experience with manifestation goes, but do you have any experiences that you are willing to share where, you know, you've thought about something and then taken action towards it as well? To manifest? Well, I'd say my business in general, um, I have grown it and, you know, each year I've grown it more and more and hit different goals. It's been beautiful to see. And visualization that is amazing it totally helps it helps motivate me but at the end of the day it's work it's always work that you have to put in um and a goal that i have now is to put out a course and i thought that the, the course that i was going to do was going to be done by summer then i decided to hire someone who has a really good course and seeing how amazing it is and uh, has really like made me want to level up my expectations for my course um so i'm thinking even next summer rather than 2021 2022 that's something that i'm manifesting for myself right um the point i was trying to make was that there has to be some level of balance between actually putting in work and thinking about um you know what it is that you want and again, from my experience, I never really had a vision of for uh, my podcast or anything that I do. It was kind of like, I decide I want to do this, and then I just start doing it. And for some reason, things start working out because of my inclination, my interest, or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, then I have a lot of friends that continuously talk about where they see their brand or continuously talk about all these grand dreams that they have for their company, but I don't see the action. I don't see them putting in the work. I don't see them making the moves that they need to be making. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on is the balance part of the equation, because it's really important to have that balance. I think manifestation could be 
again, from my brief experience, I think it should be like maybe 10% or 20% of the, the equation, you know? I could agree with that. But um, you do, um, you mentioned you help a lot of people in relationships. What is a recurring theme that you observe that you want to talk about? Insecurity, uh, lack of self-awareness, um, misinterpretation. Those Let's talk about insecurity a little bit. I think, um, especially in this day and age where the, the, the sort of bubble that a lot of people used to exist within has expanded to essentially the world and you know, you're no longer competing in air quotes for people listening. You're no longer competing with the immediate sort of environment that you're in. And I feel like a lot of people fall victim to that in general, not just in relationships where, you know, the comparison aspect of, of comparing yourself to other people that are doing something or, you know, comparing your looks or whatever it may be. Um, I'm just curious to hear your perspective on that. My perspective is that we're, we're wired to, you know, want to be attractive, want to have what we need, want to have more than that. Um, and our insecurity is simply stemming from believing that we, we need something that we really don't need. Um, and I, I think like the setback that we're experiencing, like in this day and age, is like you said, we're not only in competition with the people in our community, we're in competition with the whole entire world. Um, and this like instant gratification has really um, screwed us over because we, you, uh, I think Bill Gates or Tony Robbins uh, said this, but we always overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10. Um, so I feel like just that pressure of like wanting the results so we can like flex online is like really real. Um, and then also women being able to filter ourselves and being able to see supermodels, not just in magazines when you walk on the street, but like at your fingertips all the time. And so what that's telling you constantly is like, you're not enough, you're not enough, you're not enough. And you bring that not enoughness to a relationship and you ruin it. You can stay in a long relationship for years but if you feel insecure in the relationship, it's going to be unhappy. Right. Uh, I definitely agree. And um, yeah, I think instant gratification is, if not, I mean, one of the biggest issues of this generation, including uh, as, as well as um, the whole idea of flexing, which is where the name comes from for the podcast, uh, a conversation I was having with my friend about you know, just not liking the way people flex. And I'm certainly guilty of that to this day, but I've actively started focusing on other aspects, including, you know, the impact that you make, focusing on what it is, what it is that you're putting out for people. Like, what are you doing selflessly to make other people's lives better, to add value to other people's lives? And I think that's a bigger flex than maybe having a Rolex or, or a nice car. But those things are also indicators of hard work. So it's kind of like, you know, maneuvering through that is a little difficult, but um, I think having an awareness of why you're doing certain things. So intent behind your actions is the most important thing. And I think that may even translate in the relationship world because I've certainly been in relationships where 
the intent wasn't clear, you know, the objective of what exactly are we doing wasn't clear. And that leads to a lot of miscommunication. Well, if someone's being ambiguous with you and you don't know where you stand, that's going to cause pain for anyone. Like if you're emotionally invested in someone and you don't know what the relationship is, like that's horrible. <laughs> it's painful. Um, and uh, I would say like, we don't really know how to communicate. People think people go into relationships ever thinking, hmm, like what is a skill that I could have? What is a system we could put in place so that we don't have any kind of conflict and like we live in a use or be used culture everyone's afraid right. they're getting used mm -hmm. and uh, we're love is love just gives love is nurturing and a lot of times there's mostly codependent relationships in the world rather than co-empowered um so one person is like oh i'm giving i'm giving i'm so nice and he's using me and I, I think that that happens a lot. And I think that when you let yourself be used, it's a form of manipulation and control as well. Because if you're being nice and you're being giving and you're doing what somebody else wants to please them, that's a form of control. You're trying to control how they treat you or what you want in the relationship. Um, so I think oftentimes if one person is using than both people are using. And I think our need to use comes from our insecurity, a lack of confidence in ourselves to be alone, to stand alone and stand strong. Um, and also like realize our full power within ourselves and within a relationship. Um, I think the feminine and masculine energy is so beautiful how they complement each other. But because of this culture we live in, a lot of people aren't in touch with themselves and what makes them beautiful. They don't know how to draw upon their strengths. They don't want to face um, limitations that they have and they don't know how to communicate. And so two people who really, really, really love each other can't take care of themselves, thus they can't take care of each other. And so like I literally coached 16 year olds to 55 year old people um, incarcerated people, homeless people, um, teen moms, like single moms, guys who are in multiple relationships with multiple women. Like, and uh, it doesn't matter where someone is in their life, how much money they have or don't have, their relationship is going to be the biggest influence on their mental health because it's that one person that you go to. It's the one thing that can always drive you crazy. It's the one thing you don't have control over, and that's another person. And we try so hard to control how we feel and another person because they affect how we feel. And it's a, it's a vicious cycle. I think a lot of people, um, if you actually want to be happy in a relationship, it means looking at yourself, and that's really hard. That's a good place to end. Um... And that was beautiful. I definitely agree. Um, please let the people know where they can find you, what the socials are, the website, and everything else. So my website is giannilouisi.com, but the fastest way to um, contact me is energiani on Instagram, E-N-E-R-G-I-A-N-N-I. -N -N -I. <laughs> I'll, I'll put everything in the description as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.